He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. I'm oh, happy to be here with you on a gorgeous uh, last day of November. You know, I was sitting out getting my uh, truck uh, serviced yesterday, and they had a couple of nice chairs out there in front of the place, and I was sitting out there, and this little lady, little little old local lady comes walking by and says man nowhere but texas can you be sitting out in the in a lawn chair on the second to the last day of november so um there we are that's it i know it's cooled down a little bit this morning so um but i think it's going to go back up tomorrow but uh anyway hang in there uh winter is on its way and uh let's just hope and pray we don't have another february um snowmageddon but uh and yeah i guess i don't even really want any snow at christmas if you want snow go to colorado they got plenty of snow up there and uh so we got a lot of things on your calendar to today you know part of the reason i come in here every day is actually the main reason i come in here every day is to get you engaged to get you plugged in somewhere you need to get involved um i try to bring you information to uh to motivate you uh, sometimes, uh, and, and there are different ways to motivate people. One way to motivate people is with fear. Tell them do this or die. That's one way to motivate people. Um, there are other ways. Some people you have to tell them do this and I'll reward you. Um, there's a number of different ways to motivate people. Um, and I just hope that, uh, me trying as many different ways as possible We'll get you engaged and involved. One of the things what I mainly do is bring you the news of what's going on in Texas and my opinion as a Christian conservative constitutional guy. Um, I, that's what I do. Tell you what's happening and bring you my opinion on what I think we can do about it or what needs to be done or what should be done. And so we're, uh, go, we've got, um, Mr. Science, Jonathan Science, coming on today. He's going to talk to us about that um, Disrespect for Marriage Act that apparently was signed, um, was passed by the Senate yesterday, and now I believe is waiting to go to the president's desk. So we'll have uh, Mr. Jonathan Science Esquire, that means he's a lawyer, um, will be on the uh, line with us here in just a few minutes to talk about that and explain some of the implications of that. As far as your calendar goes, with uh, the end of the year wrapping up and everybody concerned about uh, the, all the holidays and not as many groups and organizations are meeting, but uh, there's some big big ones going on. And uh, if you want to get all the details, you go to thematlongshow.com, thematlongshow.com, and uh, any of the events I'm announcing on here, the details will be on my calendar under the calendar tab on the Matt Long Show. So this, uh, so that's where I am right now. So this Friday is the Lano Tea Party Scholarship Dinner. Um, this is uh, the Lano Tea Party is moving and shaking. 
and here's your chance to get involved with them. If you want a ticket to that, you need to go to uh, Eventbrite and uh, just put in Lano Tea Party, and that's L-L-A-N-O for all of those who just moved here from uh, wherever it may be. And uh, L-L-A-N-O Tea Party, look them up on uh, uh, Eventbrite, and they'll give you all the details. Go to matlongshow.com. And uh, there's details there and contact information. If you want to buy a table, you'll need to call Liz, and her number is there. Saturday, the 3rd, this Saturday at 1 o'clock, there will be prayer in Kerrville at Zion Lutheran Church. Um, They're going to be, they gather every first Saturday uh, from 1 to 2. A group of folks in Kerrville get together and pray for the city, the county, the state, the country. They just pray. They just pray, which, uh, boy, you folks, we all know we need a lot of that, don't we? So uh, that is uh, this Saturday. Um, Tuesday, the 6th, uh, next Tuesday, the TNM, Texas Nationalist Movement, is has an event in Lano. Um, to get the details, you have to go to their website, and that is tnm.me. And uh, also, you can just go to uh, thematlongshow.com, go to my calendar, and there's details there. Uh, Liberty in Action uh, meet up at the Acapulco Mexican Restaurant. We the People, Liberty in Action, amazing group in Kerrville that is just doing all kinds of awesome things. They're going to be meeting on next Wednesday. That would be a week today, wouldn't it? Uh, from 530 to 7 at the Acapulco Mexican Restaurant. Uh, Sydney Baker Street in Kerrville, and uh, you need to go there, uh, go early, and uh, order something to eat. Support those who support us. Even if their support is only, and I say that lightly, only to provide a room, if you've tried to rent or tried to find a venue in the Hill Country that's affordable, all right, that you can get when you need it on a regular basis, um, if you haven't tried that yet, then you're, you've got a lot to learn. Um, it's really difficult to find a place to have a meeting in the hill country that is not either really expensive or just not regularly available. And so when a restaurant says, hey, we're going to let you use this room every month, then we need to support that restaurant. I, I don't even know what the politics of the owners of the Acapulco Mexican restaurant is, and I don't know and I don't care, all right? What I do know is that the Acapulco Mexican restaurant has said we could use, we can meet in their establishment. And so support them, go early, buy dinner, support them, and go early. And uh, any more details, uh, if I hadn't said it yet, um, Hill Country, go to Hill Country Patriot, go to or go to thematlongshow.com, thematlongshow.com. So um, let's see, give you a little bit of a Ben Franklin, and uh, then when I get back, hopefully we'll have um, Mr. Jonathan Science um, on a, uh, we'll have him on the phone. Here's one I'm pretty sure I haven't used yet, Sloth and Silence are a fool's virtues. You know, the virtue of a fool is sloth. That's, I guess that's laziness and nasty and lazy and what have you. And um, I find it very interesting that um, paired up with, with sloth is silence. Wow. 
because keeping silent is what a lot of good people are doing these days. And uh, Ben Franklin said, sloth and silence are a fool's virtues. So don't be a fool. Speak up. Um, Folks, uh, we're going to take a short break, and um, we'll be right back. He owns the largest collection of do-rags in Gillespie County. He's Matt Long. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, we are back, and I have on the line with me uh, Mr. Jonathan Science uh, Esquire, and uh, I use that Esquire today, Jonathan, because we need someone with a lawyer's hat to talk to us. Welcome to the Matt Long Show, sir. Hey, it's good to be with you, Matt. So we have, um, we've been hearing all about this uh, Respect for Marriage Act, we um, I think most listeners know that it needed a process vote, uh, a cloture vote in the Senate for it to get anywhere, and we were greatly disappointed that 12 uh, members of the Senate who have an R by their name went on ahead and voted for cloture, which uh, allows them to vote with a uh, just a simple majority to pass this through the Senate and if I understand correctly, they they did that yesterday. Have I gotten everything right so far, Mr. Science? You have. So, I mean, there have been a couple of votes over the past two weeks, but on Monday, the Senate uh, had the cloture vote. And I think it was 61-36 or 61-35. Mm-hmm. So that signaled that they had enough votes to shut down debate and to keep a filibuster from taking place, which would have stopped the bill. So yesterday, they took uh, another vote that um, was clear that they were not going to – they took up several amendments. And so they took a a vote on an amendment, particularly a religious freedom amendment by Senator Mike Lee from Utah, and that amendment failed 48 to 49. Mm. And then right after that, they voted, I think, 61-35 for final passage of this piece of legislation we're calling it the Disrespect for Marriage Act, and it now goes back to the House. And so, but look, I mean, there are significant concerns, and it's significant to to realize this is a bill that puts same-sex marriage into federal law in a different way than it's functioned so far throughout our country. Um, the legitimate concern is that it's going to create this national policy for same-sex marriage, and it's going to lead to the court saying that because of this national policy and law that we have, that it is discriminatory to have a belief or act on any belief that does not support same-sex marriage. And so, and that's a legitimate concern. This is what some legal scholars in the Washington, D.C., people that have clerked on the U.S. Supreme Court are saying, uh, not just myself. So having a religious freedom amendment and protection in this piece of legislation, while still would have been concerning, um, would have made it maybe not as damaging, but that amendment failed. And so the um, a majority of the Senate clearly says, you know, has rejected that and is okay with attacks on religious freedom. And so, um, you know, the, and, and you might see some reports that, oh, they put some language in there that, that um, is supposed to protect religious freedom. 
but it, it was very weak and it wasn't really anything that we can count on. I mean, it, it really amounts to um, that a pastor can't be forced to perform a same-sex marriage. Well, we already have that state law in Texas, right. and that should never be the case anyway. But the real fights that we see on this and the conflicts coming from the cake bakers, the florists, the photographers, mm. we've already seen those cases play out. And so now that this is passed, I mean, it's not signed into law by President Biden, but you have to anticipate and expect that that's probably going to happen. A version of this has already passed the House. It goes back to the House. And, and maybe, you know, something will happen that will disrupt it. But uh, right now, it's, it certainly appears that its pathway is on, you know, going to be on its way to President mm-hmm. Biden without any disruption. And he's already publicly said, as you would imagine, that he's going to sign it. So, as soon as it comes to his desk. So what I think we need to do is pray for a miracle right now. God, Folks, God is able to do anything, anytime, any way, under any conditions that uh, he wishes. And um, and so I think it's, it would be an appropriate prayer to just say, God, stop this bill right now. Now, I have a, I have a question for you. I was a little bit confused when I started hearing about the amendment that uh, some of the amendments that were attempted, and now you just uh, clarified that they were struck down. I, I'm, I, I guess I thought religious freedom was kind of already covered. Why? Yeah. Uh, so, so explain to me why I'm confused. Yeah, well, I mean, look, first of all, you have to put this in context. We have a federal law called the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. That is a federal law. I believe that was signed into law by Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, we've seen over the years that it's not that strong of a standard on its own. Uh, and so, you know, having state laws or having more specific federal laws on these issues really helps because the issues have changed since then, right? I mean, that was, what, you know, almost 30 years ago. And right. so you will see sometimes courts take that into consideration. Well, that was passed, you know, before we took up these issues, so maybe it doesn't apply the same way. And so that's why, in part, why there's a concern. But look, I mean, to your case in point, we had the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, but Jack Phillips still had to go to the U.S. Supreme Court um, to defend his religious rights. So obviously that federal law was not good enough to protect him. And so that's why it was important to put some language in that was more specific um, from what we've seen in the past 20 or so years, and particularly the past five or six years, um, where a lot of these conflicts have taken place, where Christians, people of faith, have specifically been targeted on these type of issues, because it's not just about what a church can do, and it's not just about what you can believe. The mm. the, the, the very flimsy religious um, freedom language in the uh, Disrespect for Marriage Act that passed was about, you know, sort of protecting your right to believe that way. Well, that's not what the Constitution protects. It protects your right to act on those beliefs mm. and to carry them out in different ways. And so, and not just about what you can do in the four walls of the church, right. what you can do in the public square, and what you can do in your own private business, where we see a lot of these things happening. And so um, it's unfortunate that um, that religious freedom protection was rejected by every Democrat. And I'll, I'll go and check and see if there was a Republican, maybe one, um, that also voted in opposition. Yeah, this is crazy. I have, uh, you know, I've been uh, so focused on Texas and and uh, Texas legislature online, and and that that really Texas is my focus. And so, going to Congress.gov. By the way, folks, if you don't know this, Congress, 
gov is where you can go to track all these bills and if you want to read the text listen i'm pretty sure you could read the text of this bill on it would print out on the two pages i believe it's pretty simple um let me ask you a question about and i guess my tongue is a little bit in my cheek but i think it's a valid question because when you get to uh, section seven paragraph b of this uh, uh, HR 8404, it says this doesn't apply to to polygamous marriages. What? Why don't they want? If anybody can marry anybody, why would they leave? Why would they leave the uh, polygamists out of this? Yeah, you know it's a fair question, and it's an indication that there is that concern amongst many people across the country that the way the court has handled same-sex marriage and, you know, sort of reduced to this social media, you know, hashtag of love is love. Well, that, why would that be limited to just two people? And so it's a legitimate concern. And, but yeah, but then if that's your belief, then why would you be against, or why would you restrict polygamous marriages? And so uh, my understanding is, you know, this is probably some type of deal or compromise that was struck that bought or allowed some people to decide, okay, I'll go ahead and vote for it so I can say that it wouldn't apply to those things, and we were restricting that. But I'll tell you the analysis of my good friend Roger Severino with Heritage Foundation in D.C. says, you know, yes and no. I mean, there's some language in that case, but it leaves open the possibility, and this is his words, that one person can be in multiple two-person marriages at the same time, which would trigger federal recognition of a state legally where they recognize and allow polygamous marriages and so it's just you know uh, and so that's the the harm in passing a bill like this you know it decides depends on who interprets it and what is happening in different state laws without it there wouldn't be that concern and we would be able to continue to advocate strongly on federal um religious freedom grounds but but i'm just i want to underscore this and roger touches on this quite a bit and it is a key point that this law in and of itself creates what many people um, believe is going to be a national government interest in eliminating same-sex marriage discrimination, right? So, and, and this is why that matters, because when there's a religious freedom issue and a conflict, the, the, um, the test, if you will, is, well, is there a, a, a government interest? Is there a government interest in eliminating same-sex marriage discrimination? This law indicates that there is, and so that's what you have to go up against. And that is sort of the exception. The courts will say, you know, some courts would say, well, because of the the federal law we have, there's a government interest in eliminating same-sex marriage discrimination. And if this act over here, whether it's a church, a religious organization, a private individual, if they think, quote-unquote, they're engaging in same-sex marriage discrimination, then you're going to lose as a Christian. And so... um, that that's a r- real concern, and, and I'm going to put this on our website and social media sites so people can see the detail from Roger Severino in this article because he's been all over this. You know, he's spoken to several events of ours, and he really lays it out in a very specific way that I think you know uh, um, non lawyers should be able to understand too. Good, good. We need that. Um, the website and social media that Jonathan is talking about is Texas Values. Look for them all over your social media. The website is txvalues.org, txvalues.org. Before I let you go, Jonathan, I I want to get you to take your lawyer hat off and put on your philosopher's hat 
And I, there has been, even before I was fully engaged in the conservative movement, even before I discovered the history of the founding and re- really jumped into what I do today, even before then, I remember and I had this opinion that marriage is none of the government's business. And I stand by that this day, even though a lot of people look at me like I've got two heads when I say that. Do you is there any valid do you see any validity in that opinion or that philosophy that marriage is none of the government's business? Yeah, no, I I do think there's validity to that. I also look at it from a practical perspective and know that the government is so intertwined at the state, federal and local level with, you know, legal situations that come up that are related to marriage and sometimes those are really helpful, right, for us to say, "Hey, I'm married. I, you know, I'm going to file this way on my taxes or whatever the case may be. I'm married. This is my child and so on. But I want to also just state this, and and, and this is my understanding and and is backed up with facts and other people as well. Um, The state did not create marriage. The reason that there are marriage laws in our states and countries is because government leaders said, we want to make sure that we match up with what God's law says about marriage. They were so, you know, really just kind of making that official. Mm-hmm. They weren't creating it. Right. Um, they were just trying to mirror that so it was clear in our law, not something that they created and they're not in you know, control of. And so um, and there's a lot of history and validity to that. That's why we have a lot of the laws that we have, just to make it clear in state law, this is what we're following, but so many of them are based on um, God's law, Ten Commandments, things of that nature. Absolutely. I appreciate that. That has kind of been my stand. And when I've made that argument with people in the past, they, they've, they've said the same thing you've said, which is where the government is so entwined in that, uh, that, you know, how do you unwind that? And, you know, we were able as a country to unwind from slavery and, and restart and get rid of something that was an integral part of a large chunk of our country. So I don't think, personally, I don't think it would be impossible. I think it would be, I think it would take a whole lot of work, but I don't think it would be completely impossible to untangle the government and business from marriage. Yeah, it would certainly be very hard, but I do think you're going to hear more people talk about that after this disrespect for marriage law that was passed by the Senate and appears headed very soon to President Biden's desk. Um, you know, look, in some of these things, we're going to have to deal with attacks from the, the left that feel empowered in our state legislative session. You know, it starts on January 10th. We've got a great event in San Antonio area, the northwest part of San Antonio, on Monday, December 5th. We're going to have Coach Kennedy there, the football coach that won his prayer case in the U.S. Supreme Court, um, and talk about what we're going to be doing next legislative session on a lot of these issues Mark your calendar for Faith and Family Day at the Texas Capitol. That's March 13th. And we'll continue to be uh, putting updates about uh, the, you know, what's happening in the legislative session. Crazy bills that are being filed, like one by James Tallarico, a state rep from the uh, Round Rock area and, or northeast part of Houston that um, would eliminate the word uh, woman in parts of our state law and, and you know, replace that with you know, pregnant individual or pregnant person, I mean, some other type of phrase. I mean, literally striking out, right, erasing women in in certain parts of the state code. But, um, you know, that's what some of these people want to do. 
All right, Jonathan, it's been great to have you. I enjoy our Wednesday visits, and um, I'm looking forward to working with you in the next legislative session. Folks, it's Jonathan Science. The website is txvalues.org, as well as txvaluesaction.org, and look at all your um, um, uh, social media. Search for Texas Values, and I'm sure you'll find them. And uh, I'm looking forward. To, um, I, I, are you going to be in the Metroplex this Saturday night? Uh, I'm not going to be there. What am oh. I missing? Uh, the uh, uh, the um, uh, grassroots um, dinner uh, gala banquet. No, I won't be there. I've got some commitments uh, on the home front, but I hope you'll have a great event. All right, we will. And uh, Jonathan, thank you very much, and uh, we appreciate it. Okay, Matt. Take care. We'll talk to you next week. All right. There you go. All right, folks, um, Jonathan Science, I will uh, get some details on Monday, December 5th um, up on uh, my website, I'll uh, tr- on uh, the calendar to give you some details if you want to do that. I would love to meet this coach. Um, we've been hearing so much about Coach Kennedy. Uh, what an awesome opportunity to stand with someone who has uh, fought on the front lines, literally uh, fought uh, for uh, his freedom to just pray and uh so folks um man we need a miracle right now as jerry garcia said we need a miracle every day and uh we need to pray for a miracle that some hearts are changed and moved and that this uh disrespect for marriage act does not get to the president's desk so let's just pray for a miracle all right folks y'all stay tuned and uh we'll be right back 100 percent Texas on July He's 100 percent Texan. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much uh, for sticking around, and I'd uh, love to hear your opinion on uh, whether um, whether uh, government has any business in marriage whatsoever at all, period. Love to hear from you on that. You know, send me an email. You can get a hold of me, Matt, at Ranch Radio Group. Or, I don't know, I may not have told you this, but I have a website. It's called thematlongshow.com. And there's a place there you can drop me a note. Um, also, if you want me to add something to the calendar, um, this is not a, a free speech platform. If I don't uh, like what you want me to add to the calendar, I ain't going to put it there. Um, but you're certainly uh, feel free to ask me to uh, put that up. Uh, I'll give you an example of uh, something I wouldn't uh, put up on my calendar uh, let's see, uh, Dade Phelan, uh coming to, I, I don't know. So if you're new to the program, <clears throat> then uh, you're, you're going to learn something about the uh, presumptive speaker of the house. If you've listened to this program for a while now, then you're going to go, OMG, here he goes on Dade Phelan again. Folks, this is of utmost importance. If you have an R by your name, if you vote Republican, if you go in and you've gone in for decades and you were a straight ticket voter before we got rid of that, or if you went in during this last election and and no more straight ticket voting and you just went down and looked for R's, 
and you uh, checked in the R's. This is of utmost importance to you. If you vote in the uh, Republican primary, this is of utmost importance to you. And I, and I think there's a lot of people that just don't get it yet. A lot of Republicans out there who just don't get it. Our current Speaker of the House is not a Republican. He has purchased, and I put quotes around that, an R to go by his name. And I mean purchased. I don't mean that literally. He paid someone for the R but he has managed to figure out a way to get that R by his name and convince folks that he is a Republican. Now, how do we know what a Republican is in Texas? Well, it's real easy. You go to TexasGOP.org, and it tells you what a Republican is in Texas. In fact, it's got a whole list of things that here's what the Republican Party believes in. Therefore, if you say you are an R, if you want an R by your name, you pretty much have to buy into most of the platform. I'm going to say most of the platform because the platform has 302,000 different things on it. No, I'm sorry. It's only 300-something, but it feels like 300,000 planks on the platform. I disagree with half a dozen of them, at least. When I went in and voted on each and every plank, I didn't go down and vote yes on every single one of them. There's a bunch of them in there I don't agree with. Now, when it comes to the priorities where we take those 300-plus planks and we say, all right, these are the ones we're going to focus on, and we do that as grassroots, as the state of Texas, as representatives from every county, and every precinct show up for a week every two years and decide what the priorities, we decide what the definition of an R is. We put in thousands, if not ten thousands of hours, man hours, into establishing what it is to be a Republican in the state of Texas. And then we have this guy, then we have this guy named Dade Phelan, who's been the Speaker of the House, and... um But if you look at his action in the last two, in the last uh, legislative session, you would not know that he was a Republican. You just wouldn't know it because the things on the platform that the on the priorities of the Republican Party that um, if he didn't like them, they got sent to a, a a committee headed by a Democrat where they all just died. All right. They or they got or they just got they just ignore them. They, they'll very often just ignore bills. All right. So we've already had Mr. Phelan come out and tell us uh, a number of things. First of all, he's um, he, yeah, he's told us a number of things already. We've already talked with him about the um, what he thinks about uh, committee chairs going to democrats he's not going to budge on that folks he's not going to budge he's going to continue to give seats to democrats there'll be a handful of people that'll stand up and fight him we'll all show up at the capitol on january 10th and january 12th you know the republican party is buying us all matching t-shirts well they're not buying us we we need to purchase them but we're all going to have matching t-shirts that basically say we do not want Democrat chairs in uh, committees in a Texas-run house. Um, and it's not going to make a difference. We're going to go up there and we're going to fight for this. 
but Dade Phelan and his little clan, um, including his uh, buddy um, Andy Murr, um, who has been voting alongside and stood with Dade Phelan and agrees with Dade Phelan on committee chairs. These these guys, we're, we're, I, I don't see a possibility of beating them. They are because there's not enough of us. And not only is it not enough of us grassroots, it's our leaders in the Republican, our local Republican groups. It is your county chair who, if they had the cojones to do so, would get their executive committee together and say, we do not want, we do not want um, Democrats in committee chairs. Now, I think of some um, county GOPs have done that. Um, I know several personally who there's no way they would ever come out with a statement like that. Absolutely no way they would say that. They might let the Republican club say something. They might let the Republican women say something. But those have no consequence when it comes to people like Dade Phelan. He is, he is, it is what the county chairs and what the SREC, hopefully, he pays attention to this. The SREC has already said, and they've had a vote, and said, we don't want chairs, we don't want chairs of, of, of committees in the Texas House to be given to Democrats. Dade Phelan is going to ignore all of that. I, I, I promise you. They're just gonna. They're just gonna ignore it. Um, so, what else is Dade Phelan gonna ignore? Well, if you've been paying attention, we have a surplus going into this next legislative session of twenty-seven billion dollar surplus. All right. Now, Governor Abbott has said at least, excuse me, at least half of that money should go towards property tax relief, Lieutenant. Governor Dan Patrick agrees with the half, but it should be more than that. All right. And here's Dade feeling. Well, if you want to find out what Dade has to say about it, um, y'all stay tuned. We'll bring you right back and I'll fill you in on what Dade. You can play the game at home. Does Dade feeling think you should have some of your money back that is surplus or does he want to spend it? Y'all stay tuned and find out. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. He's president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. We are back. You're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot. Um, if you're in the Hill Country driving around, you're listening on the FM 104.3 or FM 102.1. Um, or you may be in another part of the state or the country or just anywhere, another part of the world. And uh, you can go to hillcountrypatriot.com and live stream this. And also, um, you can uh, go to thematlongshow.com, and uh, there is a spot there where you can just click on uh, between 9 and 10, and you can just click on this button, and it'll take you right to 
the uh, Hill Country Patriot um, um, uh, broadcast online, and um, also on thematlongshow.com is a page that has all of my uh, podcasts, um, and I think it keeps the last 10 or 15 podcasts up. Um, I got some training yesterday from Roger Hall. By the way, if you need to hire someone to do website work, Roger Hall is the man to go to. So uh, let me know if you need to get a hold of Roger to uh, work on your website. Uh, but I got training from him yesterday. So are you done playing the uh, drive down the uh, uh, road in your truck game uh, where you have uh, voted on whether Dade Phelan, Speaker of the House, a gentleman who has his R by his name and he's from the Beaumont area from Orange, um, and um, what do you think? Did, does he want to give the, the money back? The governor says half of it. The lieutenant governor says more than half. In fact, he said it could be much higher than half. Remember, folks, words are important. Much higher than half doesn't mean 52%. It means more than that. It means much higher than half. Then we have the awesome Ellen Troxclair. She's awesome now. Um, we'll, we need to see how she's going to do in her first term just to see how awesome she is. And believe you me, we're going to track that one closely. Um, she just introduced all of her staff, by the way. If you uh, have her email, you can find out who all her local coordinators are, who her chief of staff and all that is. Um, and uh, so anyway, but Ellen Troxclair has passed a, uh, filed a bill, and she says that um, 90% of that $27 billion needs to go down towards buying, but goes towards to buying down our property taxes. So we've got the governor at half. All right, I don't need to go over that again. So where does Dade Phelan come in? All right, so he spoke, you know, he speaks at public meetings where people record what he says, I think much to his chagrin, um, and those recordings don't just uh, disappear. Um, and so Dade Feeling was uh, speaking to um, an organization, let's see who it was, it was a, communica- uh, a, 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 a communications, it was a transportation group ah the transportation advocacy group in houston he said that he indicated that his plans for the surplus may not include substantial property tax relief and here's a quote dade Phelan, speaker of the house republican in a republican controlled house i know there's a lot of politicians who are going around saying we need to go around spending half this revenue on property tax relief. I've got elected officials who haven't taken the oath of office saying we need to spend all the revenue on property tax relief. Let me remind you, none of this money came from property taxes. It all came from sales tax. So Dade Phelan is basically saying, yeah, there's a lot of people going around saying that, but uh, I'm in charge. I have the gavel, presumptive. I find it kind of interesting that he kind of pokes at people who have not taken the oath of office. Dade Phelan, I got news for you, you moron. You're only the Speaker of the House until January 10th. All right? So it's not guaranteed you're going to be Speaker of the House come January 10th of 2023. 
So if you're getting tacky with people who haven't been sworn in yet, you can kiss my rosy red uh, truck um, because you are not the speaker yet either. So this is the hubris that, uh, and I had to look that word up a couple of years ago. This is the hubris of these people in Austin. They don't pay any stinking attention to the Republican Party, to the grassroots of the Republicans. They don't pay any attention. This is the leadership to what the platform, to what the priorities say. And yet we, year in and year out, we go, we're going to go vote for the R. Dade Phelan is very likely going to be the Speaker of the House. I'm going to make another prediction that the uh, Republican caucus will go into a closed caucus meeting, as they have a right to do, and they will fight it out in that closed caucus meeting, and they will make an agreement. Some of them, the agreement will be <laughs> will be uh, agreed upon with a boot on their neck, all right? And they'll say, we're going to come out of here united, so we're all going to go for vote for Dade united so that no one can pick us apart. And they'll come out of there, and every single Republican will vote for Dade Phelan on the floor. And you and I will not be able to know who voted for Dade Phelan and who stood up against him because it's going to happen in a closed meeting and they want to come out of that closed meeting united. Now, that's my prediction. We'll see if that comes to play. All right? We'll see if that comes to play. But right now, Dade Phelan says, yeah, don't even think about getting any of that money back. He says, we don't even know how much it's going to cost to run the government next year. Wow. And what does he want? He wants infrastructure. Mmm, that's the magic word that they've been using in Washington, D.C. for how many years? I dare Dade Phelan to say shovel ready. I dare you, Dade Phelan, I dare you to say shovel ready. Sounds like a Democrat to me. Looks like a duck, walks like a duck, smells like a duck. It's probably a duck. Dade Phelan is a Democrat, and yet Republicans are going to put him in charge of the Texas House this next year. Yesterday, we uh, talked with Pastor Greg about uh, the importance of the Bible in uh, today. How does it, uh, how does it uh, reflect upon today? And uh, John 20, verses 30, explains it real easy. All right. Therefore, many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these, these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. That is why the Bible is never beyond the local culture, that, that whatever wave that we're going through as a country or as a people, the Bible stands above all of that and always applies all the time. And when the culture changes, it's not up to the Bible or Christians to change. It's up to Christians. It's up to for the rest of us to fall in line with biblical teachings. Folks, uh, y'all stay tuned and um, get a hold of your representative. 
whether it's Troxclair or Murr, make sure they don't vote for Dade Feeling. Y'all stay tuned.